This episode of the Jammer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records, November 12th, 2021. Doubt Surrounds All by Shackled. It's going to be amazing. Please do yourself a favor. And I say this every week, but do yourself a favor. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. There's a new release coming out next week by Hellbound. Fury Never Dies will be out on From Within Records and Northern Unrest. So shout out to International Hardcore. Bands are doing it right everywhere. So just stay tuned. Also, MH Chaos, their new record coming out at the end of the month. And I couldn't be more excited for Chicago Hardcore. So shout out to all my friends in Chicago. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend Nathan. He plays in a North American new metal band called Flashback. They just put out a new record titled Wide Awake. If you're not familiar, I highly suggest you hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, your Apple Music, your Tidal, uh, Bandcamp, and go look up Wide Awake by Flashback. They're an awesome band. I'm really into the music, and it's cool to see my good friend Nathan still out there grinding, putting on for North American New Metal. But it was really a good chance for us to catch up. It, we hadn't talked in a long time, to be honest. We had seen each other at some festivals across the world. But if you think back to the first time that he was on, uh, that was pre-episode 100, which was a long time ago. So it, it gets a little blurry when I think back that far. But it was really fun for me to be able to sit down and talk to Nathan about his new band, Flashback, their upcoming plans. They're about to link up with uh, Constraint and Gates of Hell and make their way to Promcore, which is happening this weekend. So shout out to all my friends uh, who are playing the fest and all my friends who are traveling out there. There's a ton of great bands playing, so I hope everyone has a great time. But please uh, strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Nathan to the show. to the podcast nathan how are you doing dude i'm doing well how about yourself i'm, I'm doing great thank you this has been a, a long time coming i, I know uh, you're back on the podcast uh, way early on which is awesome uh, because it's cool to be able to have people like you who supported me uh you know in the early days you know back on now after things have gotten uh, a, a well more established yeah, man, I've loved watching you grow. You definitely have a larger audience than the first time I was on here. <laughs> yeah, no, so so thank you, you know, and that's, uh, you know, uh, due to, uh, you know, your part and, you know, taking the time to do the podcast in the early days. So I'll always be grateful to uh, people like you who took a chance on me uh, w way early on in those days. Of course, man. So uh, we're here today because uh, you have a newer band uh, called Flashback. So I'm, I'm curious about uh, the origins of that band, because I, I remember seeing 
you guys pop up and it was uh, 2019 i was like okay this is uh something new i i, I definitely love when people kind of step away from what they're uh, known for to work on another project and i was really uh, you know pleased to, to see you do something different so i'm just curious where the idea for flashback came from yeah uh so we started as like uh kind of like prong leeway kind of hardcore band like very obvious hardcore roots but with a little more like rock bouncy fun vibe to it um so it's like it's two other members from stepping stone and then some other friends from the music scene um but yeah once uh we released that first six songs we we're like yeah this is sick like let's let's write more songs and i think we just kind of tried to write more songs that were like the first release and they just came out sounding super new metal and then we just kind of like we're talking about like new metal and whatnot and everyone was like yeah, I'm obsessed with new metal and all six of us were just unanimously like, yeah, let's, let's just be a new metal band. <laughs> and so we just kind of dove in there and just went with it. <laughs> and if you can remember when the first release, uh, Sound Asleep came out, uh, what was the reaction like? Because obviously, like, like I mentioned before, uh, you're more known for your other band, Stepping Stone. So when you do something new with a, a, a different sound, um, were uh, your local scene, uh, you know, into it at first, or did it take a while for people to catch on? No, they were down with it for sure. Um, I think with it being like very hardcore, like influence still, it was an easy transition. Like people that fucked with Stepping Stone fucked with Flashback. We did a few shows uh, in Western Canada, just playing with Stepping Stone, I think, and like the reaction was great. Um, and then we were going to do a a bigger U.S. tour than fortunately COVID hit. So mm -hmm. not sure how the U.S. audience would have taken it, but I guess those are questions we'll never know. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure you'll find out shortly, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> and I, and it seems like the, the first release came out and you guys just wanted to hit the ground running because it seems like you guys had a lot of stuff like like well put together as far as like a, a rollout your image the the music was solid from the very beginning was this something you guys wanted to take serious from the get-go or was it just like uh, just another side project that's a great question i honestly from the very beginning i'm not entirely sure if it was like something we were just gonna do for fun or if we're gonna roll with it i think it usually happens like once you do once you write a few songs you know you kind of get a feel it's like is this something that we want to, you know, really dedicate time and money and like a passion into? Um, and so I think after we wrote a few songs, we were like, yo, this is actually hitting, like we should, we should roll with this. And, um, you know, being in Stepping Stone and touring heavier than a lot of bands from the area do, uh, I think that we were kind of just like, you know, we have this opportunity with Stepping Stone to support us. Like if we want to tour, we can just kind of piggyback off of stepping stone um so i think it made it a lot easier with that i don't know you know if i never toured with stepping stone the way i did i'm not sure if flashback would be doing what they're doing right now as far as you know the grind goes mm -hmm. yeah i i, I can only see how the experience from stepping stone would you know uh, contribute to uh, you know kind of already having guys like a leg up on where you would be at if this was just a you know brand new band with uh, you know all new people uh, with no experience and i i think it's smart that you're uh, you know kind of uh, uh, keeping those two projects together and you know going out on the road with both of both of them because i feel like that's like a, a cool hack uh, that you know more oh, for sure. more people probably should take advantage of because i know friends who play 
in like you know they have uh, two separate bands but the same exact members and i'm just like how, i'm like why don't you guys just do like one tour with both bands and i get it it'd probably be exhausting to play two sets every night yeah. but uh maybe space it out don't do as many dates uh, but I think that would be so awesome. And obviously there's a lot of crossover because, uh, you know, the, the, the music genres that those two bands like play in, like aren't that far apart. So like when I see bands like uh, Stepping Stone Flashback, uh, you know, taking advantage of having the same members and willing to go out and do those uh, you know types of shows, I, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you go to like a large hardcore festival, I think you see a lot of recurring members. Um, I don't know if it was Wild Rose in Calgary. It was, I think it was a, Canadian or Midwest festival and they were talking about like oh we want to we want to fly out uh you know insert band here and uh we kind of just realized oh we can get all our headliners if we just fly out three additional members and then you know we have all those incestuous bands to headline so I think that does show a lot mostly with festivals I'm not too sure about touring but it is sick it's a good hack yeah and i uh, and yeah maybe if it's not you know super viable for people wanting to do that for a tour yeah like showing out for a festival and you know obviously giving some shine to the, the project that doesn't uh, or that isn't as active i, I think uh, more people should take advantage of that because uh to have these other projects and not really do anything with them it, it always just kind of boggles my mind like why did you even start it in the first place yeah i i like i get it and i don't in some like i think a lot of it is kind of selfish reasons that i wish the band would do more stuff because mm -hmm. you know not every band is out there is like you know i, I want to play like this huge crowd i want everyone to hear this shit a lot of it's just like i'm passionate about this sound and i just i'm just having fun doing it but then i hear it and i'm like oh man this is so good but you know it's never going to come to canada it's never going to come to saskatchewan yeah and do you think that's a, a part of the reason why you were so active on the road, like hitting, uh, you know, all these crazy tours, doing so much traveling to kind of scratch that itch to be able to see these bands that probably wouldn't travel to your local scene. Man, like 1000%. I think that at its core is why Stepping Stone existed. When Stepping Stone first started, we had like a show a year coming through. And like, you know, that's obviously... That's not enough for someone that you know loves hardcore as much mm -hmm. as you know you or I do. Um, so yeah, like given the getting the opportunities to go play like LDB festival and like all these big tours, bigger festivals, it's just like it's a dream come true. And it's for a band from Regina, it just it still blows my mind because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, and I, I always uh, tell people that. Uh, there's good hardcore everywhere and uh, you know it's not just happening in these popular scenes that people tend to gravitate towards it's uh it's everywhere you just have to go out and find it and for oh, uh, for like you know the, the stuff that you and your friends are doing in your area i, I feel like that's like the, the truth like you guys are a prime example of that that good hardcore exists everywhere you just have to go out and f actually look for it and not just kind of ignore the, the less populated or less popular scenes yeah definitely because you know like california hardcore new york hardcore like the east coast and all that like while those scenes are like undeniably sick and influential to every other scene mm -hmm. like you know there's bands out there that are blending the two genres pretty much and like meeting in the middle you know literally and figuratively in like midwest that people just aren't paying attention to because they're not like members of a hype band or you know from a cool city 100 percent, yeah and, and i always 
just uh, I, I always find myself like trying to like you know beg my friends to like come out to these weird warehouse shows that I'm going to because I'm just like, <laughs> dude, this band is good. Like, there's a reason why I'm driving to Long Beach on a you know Thursday night to to see this yeah. one particular band. I'm in in the middle of like you know the sketchy part of town. It's like just just listen to me now because I'm telling you like in a few months you're gonna be uh, you know fans of this band seeing them at these other nor- like you know more normal venues. But it's like I I feel like doing those weird warehouse shows is part of the fun getting to catch bands in their early stages before they actually you know catch on and blow up so you can yeah uh, absolutely because to, uh, to me it's always fun just to see the the process and especially um being able to to kind of hear the talent like you know um especially in those early stages of uh, these bands yeah for sure i mean like every band had to start somewhere and like you know a band like gulch for example you know like you see their some of their first shows where they're doing like insane shit, like whipping each other with chains and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, man, every everyone would have loved to be there, you know, like those smaller earlier shows. So like, if you go to those shows, you get a chance to see something sick like that, that, you know, it's not going to happen again. 100%. Yeah. And I have so many stories of seeing like a, a lot of the bigger bands now, you know, in, in like their early days and in, in like venues that people wouldn't even believe that they played in. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it pays off to just go out to a show, even if like it's not like a hype show, right? Like it, it's just hundred percent. I agree. Okay, uh, I, I want to get to these like promo shots that you guys did um, <laughs> in uh, twenty nineteen. Um, whose idea was it to like you know have these uh, you know old school TVs? Because um, I think that was uh, like it, it looked cool, uh, but but I was curious um, how you guys did it. What was it like? were the the tvs that you guys posed with were, were, did those actually have those images on it or was it like green screened yeah so uh i think so the, the idea of flashback at its core is it's a very nostalgic band like we're trying to channel both a sound and an image from you know like a bygone era so you know we kind of brainstorm like what is something that it encapsulates like this sound and like that vibe and like the old school tv i think is perfect it's like kind of got that matrix style to it and it's kind of got like that like tongue-in-cheek kind of corny new metal thing to it uh so we just like we really didn't put too much thought into the tvs it was kind of just like we took what we could get uh, i think a couple of our members had some and you know the photographer had some uh the photographer is a friend of ours his name's andrew perry he works with like a lot of indie kind of bands and stuff mm-hmm. but like he just loves to support the scene in any capacity so he hooked us up with that and uh yeah he's big on like uh graphic design and like photoshop all that shit uh so there was no no there wasn't any images on the tv that was uh that was all photoshopped in but i think it, it turned out really sick and then we, we worked with them a few other times and it just gets increasingly like crazier and crazier so i'm excited to see in like a couple of years or when we do a full length or something and how crazy our photo shoot's gonna be and I, I'm curious, um, how'd you guys decide on the, the captions? Because um, obviously each member uh, had their own uh, picture, but um, you guys all had different captions. Yeah, uh, honestly, I kind of just sat there and just just kind of puked insane words out of my mouth until it made sense. It sounded cool. Uh, I've always been really good with like English in school and whatnot. I dropped out of getting an English degree, but uh, you know, I got the vocabulary still there. So. Uh, just busted out the thesaurus and went with it. <laughs> there okay. wasn't really a game plan or anything. Okay, and, I, I, and I'm curious. Way back when, in 2019, um, one of the captions was uh, "the wild side zip." Did you know that that was going to be a song title in the future, or was that yeah. just 
something that you're like, oh, I, I, I remember this capture. I want to use that as a song title. No, yeah, that that's one of our first songs that we wrote where we were like, okay, like we're doing this, you know, like we're taking over this new metal sound. That song, yeah, was written in 2019 and it's come a long, long way. Like when it first started, when we first wrote it, it could have definitely been taken as just a straight up hardcore song, but it's mm-hmm. evolved. It's evolved as we have. Um, and I think it was one of the songs we were considering doing on our first uh, like two song promo, but uh, ultimately decided not to. But yeah, that one's been around for a long, long time. And I'm very happy to finally have it out because, you know, you read a song two years ago, you're kind of over it by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but having it out kind of gave it like this whole new life where we're all stoked on it again. Interesting. Okay. That, that that is really cool to know because obviously I, I thought that was just like a newer thing that you guys had just kind of cooked up, but I didn't realize that you guys had been working on that for so long. Yeah, no, that's been that's been on the burner. I think COVID definitely, I put th- some things on ice for a long, long time. I'm sure that song would have been out earlier if not for COVID. Um, but I, at the same time, I'm happy because like our sound has evolved so much over COVID because we all had this time to just, you know, all dive into our own niche interests and i think a lot of influence came came from all that free time you know whether it was listening to new metal or i played like a lot of like early 2000s video games during COVID, and i think that influenced our sound <laughs> definitely our image a lot okay and i'm curious because you guys brand yourself as uh, north american new metal uh I'm, I'm surprised you don't uh, you know just say canadian is that because uh, is not everyone from your area or Man, there is just a there is a very large stigma towards Canadian bands. There are kids from the U.S. that just straight up disregard Canada as if it's this far off island that like we don't even speak English. Um, so I think I just no, I know for a fact. I don't think uh, I know that we wanted to um, we wanted to capture that audience, and uh, I think not branding ourselves as you know Regina, Saskatchewan. Because I mean that to like someone from California or something like that seems foreign as hell to them, and mm-hmm. that makes sense. Where we are like thousands of miles apart, our cultures are still very similar, but I don't think people realize that. Um, so I think branding it as North American was just like I don't want to be tied down to like the geographical, um, you know, like the the confines of geography. Okay. Yeah. And I guess that is smart, too. And it also makes you kind of sad that um, you actually have to you know, factor that part into like the band because uh, it's like, yeah, like we are on the same landmass and um, different countries. But, yeah, it, it is weird how if a band is just right on the other side of the border, people might not want to check it out or they might just, uh, you know, overlook it. I think a lot of it also is like with live music or with hardcore music, rather, it's so mm-hmm. much about like the live experience. And if you fall in love with, you know, this band from Canada, you're like, are they ever going to come here? Can they even come here? I know a lot of bands have members that can't get across the border. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to fall in love with another band. I'm never going to get to see live because seeing it live is like the best part about it. So I do understand it in that capacity. But at the same time, like, man, there is there's a lot of uh, there's a huge untapped market. Yeah. And I feel like that that's another hack for for you guys, uh, for a Canadian band to uh, kind of invade America because uh, when, when you think about it, like the, the few that have been able to keep it together and make it across um, over to the States uh, have been able to, to make a name for themselves and kind of grow a fan base. Like when I think of like, you know, some of the bigger bands, obviously, like, you know, Comeback Kids, probably like one of the biggest bands. But uh, even like more currently bands like, uh, you know, Wild Side, they're, um, you know, they, they frequent the U.S. I, I know uh, Serration has been able to, to get down a, a couple of times. I know they're supposed to play that Dying Wish show. 
but I'm not mm-hmm. sure what happened. But I, I just feel like uh, for, for for like you know bands on, on uh, you know your side of the country to, to come down here, I, I feel like it, it, you guys get like this little extra shine because it's like oh cool this international band's here like we got to check them out we got to you know try to pay attention. Yeah, that's very true. I think if you know every single band from you know Saskatchewan was coming down to Chicago or whatever every week, it would it would mean a lot less. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as like the opportunity so that, that I've never really thought about that, but totally if it was, it's not, it's not oversaturated at all. There's so few bands actually doing it as far as like hardcore and heavy music. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, uh, you know, we, we keep referencing stepping stone, but I feel like you guys were one of those main bands as well. Like, um, you know, always making the trip down, uh, you know, pretty busy down here in the States. Yeah, for sure. And stepping stone has always made a point to ride for our hometown. It's always been Queen City Hardcore. You know, Luke's always, Luke Corvoclos is always making an effort to make sure people know it's Regina, Saskatchewan, man. <laughs> Whereas, uh, yeah, Flash Track, I'm definitely getting up there. I'm just going to be dropping North American new metal for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I, I definitely understand it. So I, I, I hope, uh, you know, just with that slight marketing change that people will pay attention and, uh, you know, check you guys out. Yeah, I mean, it's straight up worked so far. Like, I've had people hit us up and ask where we're from. And, like, I've kind of kept it low-key, honestly, on, like, our band camp and stuff. But when people find out where we're from, that straight up someone like, what? Like, I don't believe that this sound could be coming out of there. And I'm just like, man, like, there's, like, there's humans with the instruments. Like, yeah. <laughs> locations does not make a difference. Yeah, it's not like sounds bound to certain, you know, regions. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Maybe, maybe like, the the region has helped because it's like we haven't gotten shows here for so long. So we're diverting to, you know, what we used to know <laughs> It came in like the 2000s. So we're trying to re- recreate that sound. And I'm, I'm curious about this uh, design with the girl with the bubble gum. Is that, would that be your logo or is that just like one design that you guys use? Uh, that's our mascot. Okay. <laughs> you look at so many bands from the 2000s and that era, they always have like that one mascot, whether it be like, you know, Iron Maiden has like iconic Eddie. That's obviously earlier than the 2000s, but mm-hmm. a lot of bands have a mascot or have like a very specific image, which I think is so cool. So we tried to brand just like a little snotty bratty kid, kind of just like fingers up to their parents, kind of encapsulating that, you know, fuck you tongue in cheeks down. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, following the Instagram, I, I I saw like the, the, like the, the first version with like the green pants, the yellow shirt, and then I saw the the homie shit mag one with the uh, black shirt, green pants. So I I think it's cool that you're able to have these like variations. Uh, yeah, but- no, it's come a long way. Uh, we have a new shirt design on this upcoming tour that features her. And uh, on the album art for Wide Awake, inside of that little incubation chamber, that's a 3D version of her. If you buy the physical, you get a couple other views too. Oh, that's crazy! Because I'm I'm looking yeah. at it now, and I, I didn't even realize that that was her. <laughs> yeah, you get a better look on the actual um, physical copies. We have it a few different angles, but it's sick. It's something like we kind of just made up as like kind of a little gag at the beginning, but now we're just all in on it. But I guess that's just that's what flashback is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's cool to to have that mascot. So if anybody ever sees it, um, even if it's not obvious, they'll they'll know like, oh, that's flashback related. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and wait, does the mascot have a name, or is it just the mascot? Corey. Corey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that in reference to anything, or? I don't think so. I think we just kind of wanted, like, a bratty kid name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely uh, appreciate that. Um, 
but as far as uh you know when you're uh you know creating the band and obviously like you wrote like the first couple songs uh when did it actually click where you're like okay this is what we really want to do because obviously like you guys were um, you know sharing your love for for, for new metal but when you decided to you know go all in on that uh did you have like a real game plan because i i don't know how to write music so whenever i'm i i, I talk to people who can I'm, I'm always curious about like you know what where did that process actually start where you're like okay cool this is our the lane we want to be in and this is like where we're gonna go yeah i think like it's tough to say for sure but after sound of sound asleep like just like the songs we wrote were just becoming increasingly more new metal and you know kind of just like we were joking about it uh you know like when you say a phrase or a word ironically so much it just kind of becomes part of your vocabulary for real mm -hmm. whether you want it to or not like that's kind of what flashback what is it was just like slowly slowly became more new metal and then uh once we decided to start adding like electronic parts and like synths and then we just went all in on the turntables that's when it was just like yeah we're we're doing this yeah and uh and were you ever nervous to kind of go down this road, especially with uh, the type of bands that you've played with or, um, you know, are going to play with uh, since you sound so different? Because if you look at the landscape, there's not many bands uh, that sound like you guys in our space, which sounds weird when I say that. But um, and even when you think about it, like, OK, like, well, like um, I can only think of a couple bands that have like somebody that has like a turntable. So it's just yeah. like, um, did that um, ever like cross your mind? Like, like, where are we going to fit in? Or were you just going to be like, okay, we're just going to do this and it's just going to be undeniable and we're going to be able to fit in everywhere. Yeah. It's weird. And I don't know how exactly to formulate my thoughts on this. Like I am nervous in the sense that I'm nervous that the shows are just going to bomb and just be awkward. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not nervous because it's just like flashback is truly a band that we are just doing it for ourselves and doing what we want, regardless of what anybody fucking thinks about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not nervous because I know I'm going to have a blast and I know it's going to, you know, fulfill my needs and the band's needs and we're just going to be living it up. Um, honestly, I think it's going to do good. Like the reaction that we've had got, gotten on this new EP has been tremendous. Uh, we just hit like 5,000 views on our music video, which was like way beyond our expectations for, you know, like an early release in the band's career. So I'm not too worried about it. The, the bands that we're touring with, um, I hit up uh, Gates to Hell and Constraint and was like, man, these guys are like very about hardcore and metal, but like, I'm just going to shoot. Like, I know they're playing promcore, like maybe they want to do some gigs, you know? And like, they were all in and I was just like, hell yeah. So I think like, you know, Gates to Hell constrain like I know they're so about hardcore, but they're embracing flashback. I think that gives me a lot of optimism for just, you know, show girl showgoers um enjoying it as well. And also there's like uh there's a refreshing side to it too. You know, if you're on a build, it's just hardcore, hardcore, new metal, hardcore, hardcore. You obviously one of those is gonna stand out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh they're going to prom court and is that the reason why you hit them up because i'm um, obviously like you're all going to the same place and you figured you might as well just kind of link up and all go together yeah for sure i mean both of those bands are fantastic so i was super stoked to do it with them i think they were the first bands i even bothered asking honestly but yeah the the routing it made sense so the stars kind of just aligned and is, is this going to be the first time flash Rag makes it to the united states yeah, we were supposed to go last year, but then COVID hit. So this will be our first time crossing the border. 
Oh, wow. That's crazy. Cause, uh, obviously 2020 just seems like a blur at this point. Cause like, even when I try to think back to, the, uh, just last year, uh, yeah, it was just like a whole weird situation. So yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I didn't realize that you guys didn't get a chance to make it over. Yeah, no, it was like very shortly before we were going that things started getting shut down. So, uh, my fingers are still crossed, but I'm also very optimistic that everything's going to be just fine. Yeah. You know, I, I, one thing that I like about, uh, prom core is that, um, and I, I don't know anybody um, who puts it on. This is just sort of like, like my perspective of it. I, I feel like they have like a, a, a good ear for like these newer bands. Cause, cause if you look at the fest, um, obviously it's not like your typical hardcore fest filled with, uh, you know, the most hype bands or these legacy bands. It's just a lot of like up and comers or bands who are like, you know, like just about to like, you know, get over that hump and be like the next big thing in hardcore. Yeah, definitely. So, I think especially with scowl and Zulu being the headliners, like both those bands mm-hmm. are building so much more hype every day. Um, but yeah, it's not like, it's not like you're seeing, you know, the same bands you see at every single fest. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's definitely about like what's what in the here and now, which is very cool. Yeah. And I, and I also feel like, um, and in those kinds of environments, um, people are a lot more open-minded if that makes sense. Like, like people actually go oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be like, you know, people aren't like doing a whole lot of like, you know, um, you know, like fuck that band. They sound like this or whatever. It, it just seems like everybody is just kind of stoked on the entire fest because of how hard, like all these like younger and newer bands are working and it's all kind of like, they're all kind of like kind of just like in the same mix, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I think this is a festival that's definitely strictly about the music and not the clout which is kind of just like, that's, that's what I've experienced in the Midwest, which is very sick. Like even LDB fest, like Mm -hmm. compared to going to other larger festivals, it's been like, obviously they have the hype bands, which is sick. Like everyone wants to see that. I want to see that. Of course I'm going to go to it, but there are those kids that are like very much there to take their Instagram photos. And I think we're just seeing, you see a lot less of that at these Midwest festivals, which is very sick and very refreshing. Yeah. And I think that's because, uh, for the longest time they were just kind of overlooked and when you look yeah, at for sure and when when you look at the bands from their area who uh you know worked hard and put on for their scene and then somehow they never you know kind of faltered and now they have like literally like one of the biggest bands in hardcore from their scene in like knock loose which is crazy yeah yeah exactly i think well also i think knock loose blowing up the way they did did absolutely monumental for not only kentucky but the Midwest in general, mm-hmm. I think like, yeah, I mean, if I went to a show in the Midwest in like 2010, I'm sure it would be way different than it is now, largely in part to knock loose. hundred percent. And like I was saying earlier, there's good hardcore everywhere. People just, just have these weird, like, like kind of like blinders on and, and it always like, uh, yeah, blow, exactly. it, it always like blows my mind. Cause like when, when I like reach out to, um, you know, people to, to come on the podcast, um, and like, I, I, I talk to people and just hear about like, you know, how it is in like these different scenes. And it's just so surprising to me that, um, people will ignore a band if they're not from like, you know, a certain place or if they're yeah. not you know connected to a certain social circle. And I was like, dude, that's so weird. Cause, um, to me, it's like the music comes first, you know? And like, I'm, I'm yeah. always, I'm always interested where bands are from or whatever, but I'm not going to not like a band because they're from a certain area, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure not all of it is intentional. I'm sure it's just kind of a number of things. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's cool that when a band from those areas blows up, they, they try to take the squad with them, you know, they ride for their hometown or their home area so hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it's cool to to kind of uh, give that exposure because then it, like it kind of opens up the doors for everybody else. Because it's just like, yeah, like if you think we're good, like you should check out all the other bands that are here too that are doing just as good as us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's really important for uh, you know bands uh, to to kind of ride for their scene no matter what. That that's why. I, and I always tell everybody, like, even though I'm not originally from Orange County, but I've been here for like over a decade now, I, you know, try my best to always, you know, push Orange County hardcore and, you know, let everybody know about what's going on out here first. Yeah, for sure. Where are you from originally? I, I grew up in a city called La Quinta, which is like in the Palm Springs oh, okay. area. So oh, still California, though. Yeah, right. still California. Not too far from Orange County. We're probably about like, like two hours east of where I'm at now. So, right. Yeah. And uh, we kind of had a scene growing up, but. But just not just not enough people down to support it. And, you know, the, the people who are working hard to you know keep it going just kind of had to give up because they were like, you know, putting money out of their own pocket to you know pay bands to come through. And then it just got, you know, ran out of venues and things just kind of kind of just slow down. There's still stuff going on um, out there right now, but like not like it was back in the day. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, as people get older and. You know, venues shut down. It's it's hard to keep things going. I'm honest. I'm worried about what's going to be like here once we start having shows full to again. I'm like, are people still going to be coming? Like, who's going to be putting on shows after I'm gone? <laughs> All those things to worry about. And since, well, uh, I'm not sure how it is out there for you guys, but uh, have a show started happening in your area again? And like, yes and no. Uh, certain venues seem iffy on it, but. Uh, like if a promoter's putting on a show, it seems to be popping off. There's one venue in town right now. Um, keeping in mind, our city's very small. If it was blowing up to a larger scale, it'd probably, like compared to a bigger city, it'd be like there's a dozen venues in town that are putting on shows right now. But the one venue that's in town putting on shows right now, um, things are going off. All the shows are doing really well. Hasn't been any hardcore shows so far, but like alt, alt rock, indie, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a show there tomorrow. Um, these bands love a lamp and Grosvenor, which both have members of flashback and stepping stone in them. They're showing up and I think the show is going to be doing really, really well. So I'm very excited to see that. That's awesome. And you know, that kind of stuff has to start somewhere, you know, cause I, yeah, I, I remember when I started uh, going back to shows, like the first one was like underneath a freeway, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, it was like kind of like a free for all. Um, and then it slowly kind of gradually, you know, as things got better, you know, the venue started ha- having shows again. And then now I'm mm-hmm. at the point where I'm going to like three shows like a week. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like this week I went to like three shows. And yeah. That's, 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 I can't even process that. It just never happened here, but that's so sick. Very cool. That bridge show is that's going down in history is one of the craziest things I've seen in hardcore. Yeah. And you know what? The one thing that bummed me out is I, I, I had reached out to some friends and and at that point it was still kind of like sketchy to go out. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I'd reached out to some friends. And I'm like, hey, like I'm going to this uh, you know thing. Like, uh, are you guys rolling out? And everybody just called me crazy for going. And I just wish that I was I, I could have experienced it with my friends and not just a bunch of yeah. like, you know, strangers. Cause I, 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 I feel that. Yeah. I, I literally just rolled solo and I, you know, experienced it. Saw some people that I knew, but it wasn't like any of like the like close homies, you know? Yeah. Definitely a different experience when you're rolling with the squad. Yeah. And then they're, you know, they're, they're blowing up my phone cause it's, it's getting all over Instagram and Twitter. They're like, dude, I wish I would have went. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude. why don't you tell me? <laughs> it's like, dude, you should have came. I know it was a little risky, but sometimes you got to take a risk, uh, you know, cause you could have been there that night. It was, it was crazy, man. That's like one thing I look back on and I'm just like that. 
that like I don't even think that that will never happen again. Like that kind of vibe and that many people. No, or, I yeah. couldn't imagine. Yeah, like you even can't. In, even in Canada, like there was a show in Toronto that was like I don't know if it was under a bridge the same way, but it was outside in like a sketchy little area. And like I saw videos and it was looking insane. And I was like, man, that is that's like a very small time frame where that shit was or could happen and go off the way it did. So that's very sick. You got to experience that. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen again. Hmm. Okay. And uh, going back to flashback, and it, it seems like obviously, you know, uh, since you put out Sound to Sleep, you guys have had a, like a release every year since then. Uh, that promo in 2020, was that a planned promo or did you guys want to put out like an actual like EP uh, or full length, but decided to hold back on it because of what was going on? I think it might've been a little bit of both. Like it was planned, but I don't know what sparked it. It might've been a conversation that we had that was, we shouldn't go all in when we can't tour on it. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Let's say that that was the plan. <laughs> and that cover, I don't know why that, that cover just reminds me of like, like when I look at it, like animorphs just like comes to mind, Yeah, dude. which I was yeah. like, is that what you guys are going for? Is that, Oh yeah. That's the inspo for sure. Like a corny ass, like two thousands, uh the movie hackers starring angelina jolie if you're Mm -hmm. familiar with that it takes a lot of influence from that movie um that's definitely the vibe we were trying to go for okay yeah it was uh pretty interesting i i I definitely dig (laughs) it because like yeah Yeah. it it, it, that's when like uh because like when i look at the cover of sound asleep like that kind of looks like it could be anything right Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when you get to the um, uh, North American new metal release, you're like, okay, now I, I feel like there's a, like a, a kind of vibe going on here that, like, like when I listen to the music, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think that was the plan to be like abrasively new metal and kind of just capture people's attention and be like, this is what we're doing now. Like, you're with it or you're not. And it definitely worked. We had people hitting us up that I never thought would hit us up in a million years. They were just like. I'm so stoked to see a band just riding so insanely hard for this. Yeah. And the, 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 the fact that um, you guys just are, are like carving out like your own path, right? Cause I'm in this uh, space. There's not a whole lot of people doing what you're doing. And, and even before you, right. Cause if you look at uh, some of the other bands that you could be tied to, it's like, you guys are still kind of doing it different, especially when it comes to the sound. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, it's interesting because outside of hardcore and outside of the heavy music that we're familiar with, like new metal is thriving. And like, I had no idea. There's like Facebook pages that have hundreds of thousands of followers that are just like, they're just posting the same fucking like old school songs over and over. Mm-hmm. But when we posted the born again music video in there, people were going off on it. Like people were loving it. So I think there's definitely a future in this. And I think there's still young people younger people that are still going to ride for it, which is cool. And obviously you mentioned outside of the, the bubble that we're in, do you see that like as the future of the band? Cause obviously, you know, uh, in hardcore, I, I feel like bands get to a certain point where they have to make a choice where they're either going to break out of the bubble and either, uh, you know, lose all of the hardcore audience, maybe keep a couple, but then kind of, you know, um, gain new exposure from, you know, outside of the bubble. Um, or there's like special bands. When I, when I think of bands like um, Turnstile 
uh, they're able to, you know, keep their original sound, break out of the bubble, but still keep that, uh, you know, support from the community intact, but also have this new reach and gaining new audiences from like all different types of places. Yeah. Uh, you know, like hardcore is really all I know as far as like booking and like the experience goes. So I think we're just, we're going to continue writing hardcore shows and whatnot. Um, and, you know, like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, as long as there's an ear to listen, we'll take it. Uh, no idea where that's going to end up for us, but uh, we're just rolling with it. If that makes us leave hardcore, or we're given an opportunity detached from hardcore. I'm not going to say we wouldn't take it, mm-hmm. but I do. I do think there's always going to be hardcore roots. 100 percent. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it is um, important uh because and i i don't want to name the bands because i don't want to trash them but there have been bands who kind of you know rode the support of the community and then once they got big they turned their backs on us you know like at the drop of a hat and never looked back and then you kind of look where they're at now it's like oh they kind of fell off because like the majority of their you know support was from us but when they Mm -hmm. you know upped and left they kind of you know uh, didn't care about us and so yeah it, it definitely is important to to not turn your back on the community especially if yeah, like absolutely yeah not. if they're the reason why you you know got to not like the whole reason but a, a big reason uh, you know why you have so much support in the first place you know yeah no for sure and i mean like man if i was the next fucking like harry styles or something like just some of this huge like icon like man i'm still 100 percent coming to the local shows like i can't i can't forget this i can't leave it behind man like this is where my heart is and i think it'll always be here okay and you, you did mention the uh, Born Again music video, um, which was cool. And uh, was that shot by your friend who uh, did all your promo stuff or was that done by somebody else? That was just, I think uh, it was originally going to be like we were just looking for like an old school camera and uh, we couldn't find like a working condition one that worked and we could find a charger for it. like the 2000s were just there's a million different cables for everything uh Uh, so we hit up a friend uh who's like a really really great skateboarder from here uh uh, he had one of those gx1000 cameras i think they're called uh, which are like the classic skate camera and we filmed it on one of those just with him filming it and fucking around uh so that was all done like in-house just for fun pretty much yeah because it just looked like um you guys are just out on like random adventures yeah yeah definitely just like a low budget video Mm mm-hmm Okay, well, that was like a cool, like I guess, like introduction music video, mm-hmm. um, and then I watched the session you did with uh, Spencer from Scope Exposure. Yeah, and I was actually blown away at like the the audio because I, I I was like like listening really hard to hear if you guys were actually playing the instruments and you actually singing on that mic because it sounded so good. And I was just like, damn, this sounds really clean. This is crazy. This is what they actually sound like live. Yeah, no. um, The uh, same guy who's been recording our albums recorded that live session. Uh, There wasn't really any mixing and mastering, though. It was just, you know, recorded high quality. Yeah. And and it's a trip, too, because obviously um, not a lot of bands can sound you know, just like their record live, obviously, like, you know, not a lot of like stuff, you know, can translate that well. But like when I was listening to that session, I was like, I was seriously surprised at like how like clean and clear you guys sounded and as close as to the album as you could. It, it was a trip. Like I said, like I was questioning, like, is this like, like actually them playing? 
damn i'm glad to hear that because i've kind of been worrying you know we have so many like electronic parts and like foreign things that we're not used to doing live so i'm i'm glad to hear that it's translating well mm -hmm. and yeah well yeah that session was what was awesome uh, but i am curious about, about like the the live setting have you guys had to like obviously you guys have had band practice whatever but like to um to play that stuff live it has it been challenging to make sure that it all translates well and people you know can understand it and not you know kind of get confused i think we're gonna find out <laughs> we haven't played like a live show yet um so i'm not entirely sure we have it pretty dialed in though at band practice i'm confident that it should be fine um, mm -hmm. i'm sure touring hardcore we're gonna find ourselves in a situation where it's like oh, we don't have, you know, a mixer big enough to plug in our samples or whatever. We don't have like a proper PA set up. We can't do everything. I think that's kind of inevitable, especially if we're playing like a house show or something, which we are on this upcoming tour. So that's the only thing I'm nervous about at all. Yeah, but since you know, like those obstacles are like, you know, uh, you know, coming, like, is there a way to kind of like, you know, fix those problems before they happen? Like, can you guys yeah, like, bring extra stuff or? Yeah, we're definitely prepping for it. But I mean, like, I'm preparing for the worst thanks to COVID. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that, 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 that's good to hear that you guys have, you know, thought of everything. Cause yeah, cause I probably wouldn't even thought of that. Like, Oh, like what if, yeah, that, that's cool though. Well, at least, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm really curious too, to, to see how this is going to play out. Cause this, this tour, cause, um, the, we're recording this, uh, you know, today on a, uh, when no Thursday, I, I see I, my days are all mixed up. Today's Thursday. This episode is going to go up tomorrow. So I'm really curious to see how, uh, these string of shows are going to play out for you guys. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I hope it's good. <laughs> I'm excited regardless, but I do, I do hope people vibe with it. And uh, for you guys to, to travel to America, is that uh, there's going to be no issues, right? It, it, it's pretty simple for you guys to, to get across the border. Uh, it's not simple. There's a lot of preparation involved, but we've done our paperwork and like we've gotten everything lined up. Um, we just called the border the other day just to ask if like we're good to go, and they just yeah, absolutely. We'll see you guys soon. Okay. And like, you guys don't have to quarantine or anything when you're going back? No, it's, uh, it's surprisingly relaxed. Um, it's, yeah, just show up and don't be sick and you're good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's how it should be. But yeah. But I yeah. It. I mean, like, fingers crossed that it's not too good to be true. <laughs> okay. Um, well, going to like the, the most recent release, uh, Wide Awake, which came out, was it like, not even, if like you guys dropped the single a couple weeks ago, but, but the album and just it was, yeah, it was seven days ago, one week. Damn, feels longer. Maybe that's because I I listened to uh, the, the the single so much because I watched that video like a million times. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, the, they released that video I think like two weeks before we dropped the album, so that's definitely been out there for a while. And how, how did you guys decide on a crack in the mirror for the single, like over all the other songs? I think it was the most simultaneously hype and um, like distance from hardcore sound. And we kind of wanted to send the message that like, we're not doing another hardcore record. Mm -hmm. um, and like, there's that, there's the little piano keys in it, the little synth keys that are just like so catchy. We're just like, man, like, I think if we get this out there, I think people are going to want to tap into the full like full EP when it comes out. Yeah, because I, I, I know a lot of hardcore kids who like that kind of music. So when, when I heard the single, I was like, OK, this is like it, it just sounded like 
like really like professional if yeah. that makes sense and i was like okay i was like these guys are onto something i was like i'm I, and th- that th- that kept me interested so i'm like all right cool um you guys have been working because because i didn't know what you guys were doing uh you know after the north american uh, new metal release I, I wasn't sure if that was going to be it or if you guys were doing new stuff so when i heard um the 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 new single i was like okay this is awesome that it it seems that they've been like fine-tuning their sound and this new record is going to be something to look forward to yeah no we've been working on it for quite a while we demoed it and everything before we actually recorded so it's been a long time coming very good to have it out um we already started working on the next release so we're still going to be grinding and as far as the uh, concept for the music video like as soon as i saw the uh girl in the elevator with like her dragon ball z scouter i was just like <laughs> i was like okay this is this is awesome already i was like i don't care what happens in this music video um just the fact that there's a, there's a scatter in this music video it, it's awesome <laughs> i'm glad to hear that you say that because the band was kind of on the fence being like is that, is that gonna be like too nerdy and too anime and i was like no such thing first of all but like no it'll it'll play out it'll be cool but uh, yeah the concept it again like started off as a joke and then we just rolled with it and it worked out in the end um this local production company, they're called Tandem Visuals. They work with like the city of Regina and like all the big events in the city. Like they're huge and it's just a buddy that founded it. Um, and he's just, again, rides for the music scene so hard. And he's like, yeah, we want to do a music video. Let's go. And just like, okay, like, do you fuck with this concept? And like typing out on him, like, this is insane. Like he's going to be shocked and want to bail. But he was just like, let's go. It's amazing. <laughs> like I'm all in. Yeah, because basically it was like, those girls rolled up and um vampires right yeah or- they're, they're initially supposed to be like cyborg vampires okay. um hence hence the scouter and whatnot but with our budget it was kind of tough to turn them into whole ass androids <laughs> yeah but it was cool to see um obviously everybody getting infected in, in their own way but then kind of transforming to like their performance self yeah yeah that's exactly the vision we were going for yeah and uh, just curious in the video you're there uh with a uh, with a ps2 or a ps1 controller are, are you actually yeah. playing anything or is it you're just pushing buttons no yeah I, I played all day during that shoot i played devil may cry the only thing is there was a light right in front of it it's probably like this big mm-hmm. so it blocked it blocked like a third of the tv and it was blocking some pretty key parts so i did not make it too far in the game unfortunately <laughs> okay but damn and uh and the, the 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 place where you shot is that um where was that because i like you know I, I just can see obviously the brick wall there's the couch yeah that was uh that part was just filmed at the um tandem visual studio mm-hmm. they just cleared out a room and we just moved in like this kind of like mock bedroom setup and i think it worked out really well and then the matrix scene uh we shot it at the sound stage here it was just like this big warehouse where they'd shoot like tv shows and movies and stuff we rented it out for a day we built this whole setup, like this big frame of wood with all the wires hanging down from it. We went in there at like midnight the night before and just just grinded and just did this huge production thing that we just never thought in a million years we'd do. It was very cool. Yeah, and I, I got to shout out the, the Buzz Lightyear that you had in that room because uh, <laughs> obviously I'm still a huge Disney fan. So when, when I saw yeah. that, I was like, hell yeah. That's yeah, that was there for you, bro. That was there for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. I <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you thinking of me uh, for the music video shoot. <laughs> Dude, of course there would be a little there would be a little token at all our shows just for you. I, I I appreciate that. But you you mentioned the the matrix scene with all the wires and stuff. Um, 
how'd you come up with that? And, and even like the, the, the idea, did you even think it would like, you know, look like what it turned out to be? Cause obviously this is like your first time doing something on this scale. Cause you think about the music video before it was on that, the, that, that one camera, it was kind of just, you guys just shooting around, but now you're like doing like a way more professional music video. Yeah. So like the vision was, uh, Emma, our DJ and myself just like discussed it, came up with this crazy idea. And when you pitch it to the band, like they weren't down at all. And then when I was just like, okay, but Tandem's on board. And they're just like, okay, well, we kind of have to then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly where the idea came from. We were just, I think, just trying to channel like a movie like Hackers that I mentioned earlier and like Blade, The Matrix, those movies that kind of like inspire our sound. Um, so I think that's where the idea came from. Um, but as far as like what we thought it was going to look like, it, t- it, when we got the mix back, like the final edit, we were, we were all in shock. Like we, we watched it back like five times in a row. And we're just like, this just blows all expectations. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine. Cause obviously like having this like crazy idea and then to see it to come, like come to life, it was probably like a pretty cool moment for you guys. Yeah, for sure. Cause in the, you know, like in the, during the, like the waiting phase after filming and during editing, when we have no idea what's going on, I'm sitting there like, worrying like man what the hell does it look like right now like are they are they on the same page that we are i hope it comes back good but then of course when it came back it was just it was perfect and uh the the music video obviously um there's the shot with the ps2 opening like the disc tray coming out and then it has the um your guys's album uh mm. was that it actually already done and is that what the cds actually look like no, unfortunately not. That was kind of like a last minute idea. Uh, we didn't have physicals in at the time, so we just mocked up another like PS2 looking graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the physicals actually turn out looking are even sicker than that, but I, I do like the vibe that was on that disc. Okay, uh, maybe a special edition one day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 25th anniversary deluxe edition. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll remind you in uh, you know, 24 <laughs> years. I'm like, hey, I, I think it's time. <laughs> Uh, but going to, to the actual album, uh, that, that first track that, that we mentioned earlier, um, the wild side zip, when I was, uh, when I was listening to that, right. Is that the first track, right. Or am I tripping? Yeah. There's like the intro before it, but that's the first real song. Um, uh, but when I, uh, heard that, uh, well, even like with with the intro going into that, I was just like, huh, this is like, I, it, it feels like, uh. Like what, I, what like I was visualizing was like something like I, I like stumbled upon something. I, I was kind of like being transported to like a certain point in time, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, no, yeah, that's exactly what we're going for. Really glad that that's coming across. Okay, yeah, okay. So I'm 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 spot on with that. Yeah, because that, that's oh, yeah. the that's the vibe that I got. I'm like, okay, like like these, um, you know, guys have like this very particular sound, and I feel like yeah, when I'm when, when I tune into the record, I'm like, okay, they're transporting me to them and this is it so that that's like what i i hit imagine as i was like you know starting to listen to the record for the first time yeah hell yeah definitely up for interpretation but like yeah that's on the money as far as i'm concerned okay and i'm curious uh do you have a favorite track off the album yeah evil within is my favorite it's got like a real like gritty heavier sound to it that i really really like Mm-hmm. Uh, we're releasing a music video for that one pretty soon, actually. Uh, not sure if I'm supposed to say that yet, but that's that's the next move. Um, not going to be as sick as the crack of the mirror. Going to be more born again vibes, but uh, still tight. Uh, that's my favorite track for sure. But I do like 
I like other tracks for all their own like individual things like uh firewalls collide on that one like the chorus in there is just so huge and symphonic I, I absolutely love it I've just been really blessed to be in a band with these guys that are just insane musicians and just insane songwriters yeah yeah and I'm always uh well I've been trying to decide if Elo Within or Cracking the Mirror is my favorite track because I kind of go back and forth between the two. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I'm voting for Evil Within, like, come to the come to the dark side, but I definitely fuck with both of them. Yeah, that's crazy, and yeah, I'm stoked that because like I, I wouldn't normally listen to this type of music if I'm being honest, right? Because like, if if you look at my Spotify or like my uh, you know Google Chrome history, uh, there's not a whole lot of new metal that I'm listening to. Just yeah. because I'm even growing up, like when that stuff, like, you know, when I think of bands like Korn, like when they're like, you know, super popular. And even now, like I have friends who like love Korn, but like, I don't know why I, I just never got into it. It's kind of like, you know, it was just like I was just doing other things at those times. Yeah. I mean, I can't fault you for that. The bands like they're insane. Like yeah. There's definitely a niche thing to get into. Yeah. But w- when I listen to Flashback, I'm like, right, cool. This is something way different than what's in my normal r- rotation to music. And I'm like, this is, uh, you know, fun for me to listen to and, and something that I enjoy. And I hope that, uh, you know, there's other people out there who like, you know, who may not be in tune with who Flashback is yet, but like, you know, can discover it and, you know, kind of uh, hop on and, you know, ride this train. Because like, I think you, for how serious you guys are taking the band and how, uh, you know, like professional you guys sound at this point, I, I think you guys have like a bright future. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. The vision is definitely like, like you said, like a, it's a palatable version of new metal. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, still listenable for like majority of audiences, whether that be a hardcore kid or, you know, a metal fan. And you mentioned earlier that you, you guys are already writing new material. Uh, and do you guys have like a, a whole process where um, you're like, all right, wide awakes out. We want it to have, you know, this length of a, a, a lifespan before we move on to the next project. Or are you guys just kind of going with the flow? Mostly going with the flow, but at the same time, just getting on the next release as soon as possible. Um, like, I don't think we have a set date, obviously, for when we want the next album to be out. Uh, but I don't want to wait too long i feel like there's a nice sweet spot in between too close to this release and like too far away Mm -hmm. so just trying to land in that sweet spot it's kind of just i feel like it's kind of just worked out and it's just been like by fate that we release we've been releasing at the right time i feel okay yeah um i'm not sure why you guys picked october but it just seems like a really spooky time (laughs) okay no that that, that's fair but but i I also feel like it it just kind of like we're at a point now where I, I feel like um, it's a, like a good time. Like it, it's okay to put out new music, right? There's not this weird veil of like, oh, like we're still in the pandemic. Like we, even though we are still in the pandemic, but like before bands were like, oh, like we're still in the pandemic. We don't want to like put anything out because we can't do anything. We're at a point now where you can put something out and you can actually do something with it now. So I, I think, um, you know, right now, it, like to me, it's, it felt like a good time for it to come out because like people are going to be able to listen to it, bond with it. And then, for some people in about a week and a half be able to see it live yeah exactly and that was a huge part of it just like we're not rushing it because we want to put it out when we're able to do stuff again so it was it was really good timing in that sense okay and i am curious uh, you guys have recorded with, with the same guy from the beginning till now 
I, and I'm curious, uh, you know, uh, who that person is to you guys. Is it just a friend or somebody that you just found and have a good working relationship with? Yeah. So we have not only been with him since the beginning of flashback, but like the beginning of our musical careers, like he's, we came up with the guy, his name's Chris Demas. Uh, we recorded like our first like pop punk band or whatever with him when we were 15 and like he's just got progressively better um and now you know he's hitting his stride where like this most recent flashback release is just like this is huge like this could be on the radio and no one would question it as far as like sound production goes uh so we kind of just gotten really lucky to you know be such close friends with him and for him to just like just dive all in on his craft and make something amazing out of it we've just been very very grateful and lucky for that yeah it's cool to to have to kind of stumble upon somebody um local and to 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 both of you guys to be able to grow together right and you guys being like you know becoming better musicians than him being better at his own craft at recording music yeah it's been amazing and like we've always been like on the same page as far as like the vision goes you know like we're fucking with the exact same stuff musically okay that's awesome well i'm glad you guys uh been able to like find something like that because i I always talk about how i love seeing uh people kind of sticking with their their team right throughout their their career and obviously and i don't fault anybody for um who who don't but but i I think it's uh, kind of special when you look at like a a band's demo and then to like their lp and you're like oh wow it's all done by like the same people this is awesome yeah no it's very sick to have that continuity exactly okay well i'm uh really stoked for for uh for flashback i i hope uh you know this run with uh constraint um and gates of hell is good to prom core and i hope you're set at prom core and it seems like you guys have a pretty good slot because you guys are pretty high up on the bill yeah we're also like sandwiched i think we're immediately before uh the bands mind's eye and omerta which both have like an alt rock kind of new metally sound too so i think that's going to be a really cool rock walk mm-hmm Hell yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to like, I've, uh, my friends, um, are opening that Friday. So I'll, I'll make sure to kind of pass the word to be like, Hey, you guys got to stick around Dude, for the yeah. flashback. What band is that? Uh, take it to heart. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. They're sick as hell. Yeah. They're, they're, they're from right here in orange County. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm telling everybody like, yo, like those guys are the future. Cause like the, the, the bigger bands in orange County right now are like fury and dare um, but they're kind of just like, uh, you know, in like a different lane, like kind of doing like bigger stuff at this point. And right now, take it to heart. They're on the come up right now. So I'm yeah, you know, for sure, trying to help push them and tell everybody about that band, because I think they're all like really talented musicians and they're doing like really cool stuff right now. Yeah, I'm very excited to see them. There's a lot of bands on there that I'm excited to see, not only because I haven't seen a band in so damn long, but because, you know, so many bands have been carving a name for themselves. Yeah, I'm jealous that you get to see Constraint because uh, I'm friends with uh, some of those guys. Yeah, and I, rocks. yeah, yeah. I, I think they're fucking sick. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. But wait, so you haven't been to a show since like things closed down? I haven't been to a hardcore show. No, Jeez. I've been to like indie rock and alt rock shows, but I haven't, you know, I haven't heard a two step in a long fucking time. <laughs> Do you remember the last show you went to? No, straight up, like no. <laughs> That's insane. Jeez, that's wild. Yeah, I, ho- I hope I remember. Uh, how to do it <laughs> yeah you gotta stretch you might pull something you <laughs> yeah, might hurt yourself <laughs> Man, I, I had the plan to get some cardio in for this tours because like being the vocalist and whatnot mm-hmm. i was like okay like beginning of september i'm running every day beginning of september comes i'm like okay middle of september i'm running every day and here we are october i have run one time <laughs> 
it's all right well you know you, i'm sure you'll figure it out because uh, yeah i mean it's i gotta survive like i gotta do it regardless yeah so it'll, it'll be fine um one other thing uh, for, for the live shows um will the band like have outfits or are you guys just wearing your normal clothes Nah, I don't think we're. I don't think we have the. Gu- I don't think we have the guts to go all in like that, especially on hardcore bills. Okay. I think if we played locally, where like we know most of the crowd, mm-hmm. we'd go for it. But I don't want to be seen as like this band that's just like they got their head in their ass, you know. Like I just want to, just we're just chillers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I guess sometimes if you're like too professional in, in the early stages, it can be weird. Oh yeah, like I'm absolutely not trying to come across as that <laughs> yeah I, I remember uh i don't even know the name of the band but i remember i, I went to a, a show at program down here and this band like you know it, it, they were setting up because they're about to play but they came in with like you know like full stacks and all this like crazy equipment and everybody's just like dude like <laughs> we're playing yeah. we're playing the skate shop like relax yeah literally just chill out man that's that's shit's whack <laughs> but like yeah i'm imagining like if i were to see you know slipknot or like mushroom head or like a crazy band that like has like a little persona like that mm-hmm. seeing them in their early stages like man in a room of like 20 people like that shit would be awkward as hell this band you've never heard of nine of them wearing masks like mm-hmm. obviously it'd be sick to be like yeah i saw a slipknot way back when but like god being there in that moment would probably be weird as fuck yeah and she's like who are these weirdos <laughs> <laughs> okay. exactly all right well maybe um down the line when uh, things get a uh, little bigger for you guys <laughs> yeah i mean we'll cross that bridge if we get to it <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, well, now I want to ask you about stepping since, since we've mentioned stepping Stone so many times. Yeah. Um, what's up with the band? Obviously you guys had a release in uh, late 2020 with that insane uh, cover art, which I still can't get over. Um, <laughs> have, have you guys, uh, been, uh, working on anything or have you guys just been on hiatus because of everything? For the most part, we've been on hiatus. Um, Releasing a record that was, you know, supposed to be like the pinnacle of the band and then not being able to do anything with it definitely took the air out of our tires. Um, But we're still jamming. Like, we're still a band very much. We're playing our first show back uh, at the end of the month in Calgary Mm -hmm. at that Flame Still Burn show, which is a benefit show for one of our dear friends that passed away. Um, But yeah, no, we're going to do it. We're still going to be a band. Uh, Luke, our vocalist, is going to be, uh, he's in paramedic school right now, but uh, we're going to do what we can. Okay. Well, that's uh, awesome to hear that you guys are at least still jamming and doing stuff. And Yeah, I'm not going to let it die. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it would be uh, kind of a downer if you did because you guys have worked so hard. Yeah, absolutely it would be. Yeah, but that... Uh, flame still burns uh crazy lineup because I, I i i looked that lineup and there's a band on there uh, jawstruck from you know, yeah like northern california i was like geez like they never do anything like how, how did you guys get them on the bill <laughs> yeah jawstruck and out of pocket uh, flashbacks touring from prom core up to canada with jawstruck and out of pocket oh, okay oh that's awesome yeah i'm very excited about that when uh yeah when i saw them on the poster i was like yo like are these bands trying to play more shows and Derek, who's putting it on was like I don't know. Ask them. <laughs> so I hit up uh, Chelsea from Jawstruck, and she's just like, "How? Yeah, like let's go." And when I hit up the band, they were like, "Yo, like we checked out those bands, and like we're hooked on it already. So stoked that they're going to tour with us." So that worked out really well. I'm excited about that. 
Yeah, and that's crazy too that you guys are gonna stay busy from prom core to that show. Oh yeah, we oh. gotta we gotta get it where we can before the snow falls and driving is terrifying. <laughs> Dang, does that um, make you uh, like when when the snow hits? Like, are you guys like you know just trying not to travel, or are you guys trying to like not be there when it happens? Mm-hmm. No, I will still travel. I'm just, I'm really not trying to drive through like the mountains in the middle of December snowstorms. Like that's terrifying. But uh, Stepping Stones always played that snow and flurry fest in Fargo, North Dakota. We did like the 24 hour drive or whatever to Kentucky, like in February. Like we'll still do it. <laughs> it's just scary. <laughs> yeah. I've only driven in snow once and it, and it, and it was scary. So and it's something that yeah, I, no. I don't enjoy. Yeah, I don't recommend it. You got to do what you got to do, especially being from Saskatchewan. Yeah. But uh, have you ever thought about trying to do like a bigger show um, in your area? Like maybe try to, um, you know, ask some bands to come out and, you know, play your area so you can kind of try to start building like, you know, something cool out there. Yeah. I mean, we, we have something cool out here for sure. Uh, I don't think we have something cool to the point where the budget is big enough to like fly anyone in, uh-huh. but uh, you know, bands from Manitoba or Calgary, Vancouver, you know, Canada come through and like it, it shows do fantastic. Cause we get so few shows people just put on incredibly hard for what does come. Yeah. See, it, it, it is interesting, right? When there's not that, uh, that weird, like oversaturation where it's like, okay, the shows, this is the show we have to go and like um, enjoy it as much as we can because we don't know when the next one is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got to take it in. Yeah. Like I was, okay. So I flew to Florida a couple weeks ago for a show because my friends um, in this band called burning strong, they had their record release and, cool. and I was there and I, I knew um, and like prior to, to going to that show, I had met some kids out here from new Orleans and they were telling me about how they don't have a scene they have to drive, uh, you know, hours in any direction just to get to a show. And I was tripping out. I'm like, shit, you guys flew from New Orleans to, you know, to California to see Turnstile. That's that's crazy to me. Like I drove 15 minutes from my house yeah. to, to, to get here and you guys flew across the country. That's insane. And we were talking and they're like, yeah, like we're going to be at that Burning Strong show. So like we'll see you there. And when I see those kids who don't have like a legit scene over there in New Orleans and they have to do the, you know, three and a half hour drive to Pensacola, Florida to get to the burning strong show. I saw how much they actually loved it and were taking, you know, every opportunity to have fun, to sing along and not let those moments go to waste because they don't get it that often. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. So I'm like, that's some real passion right there because like, for me, like I said, like I went to three shows this week and granted I, I, you know, had fun at every one, but it's like, I have to realize that this shit isn't, um, you know, I, I can't let it get to the point where like, I'm just like kind of not caring as much as I do now, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. When you, yeah, when you get something so infrequently, you got to take it in. Um, that's, that's crazy that New Orleans doesn't have a bigger scene. I've tried booking a few shows there and I guess nothing ever really came of it, but that's, that's crazy to me, but shout out to those kids that are still riding for it. It rules. Yeah, I, I was talking to them like how many? Well, like the first question I asked them, I'm like, "What bands are from your area?" And they're like, "None. We don't have any bands." Wow, I guess that also plays a huge part. I'm sure if there was a local band, they'd be putting something on. Yeah, and then I asked them, I'm like, "Well, like, I feel like you guys are it. Like, you guys have to start a band if like you guys are you know, doing these crazy trips to just to get to a show." I'm like, "How sick would it be if you guys started a band and then the shit would come to you?" 
And you know, obviously, yeah. it's easier said than done. But I, yeah, I was just trying sure. to, I was just trying to make sense of it for them because I was just, it, it was just so dumbfounding to me that you know, there's like this major city that doesn't have a scene. Because if you think about it, like most every every major city has at least like a band or two, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe there's not at least like one band in New Orleans. It's like maybe they're not playing shows, but like there's got to be. There absolutely has to be. Like that's such a music city, is it not? Like you think there's something there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been there. So I, right. I, I'm i only taking it on the word of the people who I met that are from there. Um, but or maybe yeah. and I, I can't imagine that they're not in tune if these kids are, you know, like I said, traveling across the country to get to shows. Yeah, I feel that's like, very true. I feel like they would they'd know. know. Yeah. They know for sure. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And maybe that's why you, you haven't been able to book a show there because there's no no shows to be had. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. But but I would like to see that. And I, I, I always talk about um how if i lived in like a like a border city like right i would try to strengthen those relationships like with the bands a- across the border since it, w- it wouldn't be that far like when, when i talk to my friends in buffalo um you know like I, I have some friends who live in like niagara falls on like the u.s side and the canada side and uh, and I, I always talk to them i'm like like ha- like how it is with the the two scenes right like so close but so different yeah definitely i'm man like it's interesting because, you know, like Vancouver on like the West Coast has Seattle so close. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, you know, like Eastern Canada so close. But then Regina, uh, Alberta, like we're like eight hours away from anything. So it's like that relationship is much harder to strengthen than, you know, if places two hours versus eight, ten hours away. Yeah, because that's like you can do it in a day, but it's a chore, right? It's yeah, a- and I mean, like we're gonna do it in a day, like we got it, but holy shit, are we gonna be burned out by the end of it? <laughs> yeah, and and good luck trying to co- like you know convince somebody like hey, like after you uh, you know got off work, like drive eight hours to come like to the show up here, you know? It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, people aren't gonna want to do that. So yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting thing. Yeah, no, it's it's tough, but you know, we we do what we can. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I I am curious. Uh, you know, for you, uh, during the whole uh, you know twenty twenty the, the the lockdowns and everything, like how did you handle all that? Especially like with trying to keep these bands intact. Yeah, a lot of it was just like an inevitable hiatus. I feel like like Stepping Stone. It was kind of like no one really put in an effort to do much. Um, Flashback, on the other hand, was like okay, we have a lot of momentum. We got to keep rolling with this. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think we really tried with Stepping Stone. I think we were kind of just like taking the break that we were given in the sense that like we've all been working incredibly hard on it for like the past five years. And we we're just like, man, like if I have an opportunity to take a little vacation and no one's going to question it and no one's going to like stress me on it, I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, flashback is like, we were getting hit up by like some pretty cool, like people that we've, you know, we've looked up to for a long time. They're like, we're really fucking with what you're doing. So we're just like, yeah, we got to keep pushing and grinding. And uh, wide awake is the product of our quarantine, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely proud of you guys so far. And I, I like I said, I, I hope, um, you guys are able to do a lot more because I feel like uh, you guys, uh, you know, have the ingredients to have a bright future and to do a lot more with Thank the band. You. I hope so. Yeah, I really do hope so. Okay, last thing. 
you mentioned that you were playing a lot of uh you know games during the quarantine um, yeah what was uh the game that you played the most man i uh i made a list on my phone of all the games that i played because i thought i would like crush so many uh-huh. um i played i think i played every single resident evil game except for like the guided shooter ones okay uh i crushed silent hill 2 and 3 i crushed all the lord of the rings games on ps2 uh, and then i put hours and hours and hours into madden and 2k <laughs> oh wow then those are old school too that's crazy yeah no i'm like all about ps2 games um so yeah resident evil definitely got the most uh hours logged and are you playing on like a legit ps2 because i know sometimes uh you know over time the, that hardware can kind of be faulty and obviously yeah doing- well i I play what I can on a PS2, but shit, man, some of those games are like a hundred bucks on a PS2, mm-hmm. and I just, I'm, I just can't justify dropping that on a video game, regardless of how much I love it. Yeah, no, I try finding a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on PS2. That shit's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that pain. <laughs> okay, well, damn, Nathan, this has been great to talk to you again because, like I said, you were on in in the early days. Uh, showing love and i'm I'm happy to have you back and you're know, talking about uh, what you have going on now dude yeah thank you so much for having me it's been a blast and before we go is there anything you would like to say or shout out man just check out flashback on an upcoming tour if you can um support your scene support your smaller scenes and listen to canadian music all right well there you guys have it thank you again for tuning in goodbye <laughs>